Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace, and they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie's helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. My latest project, tree trimming for our phone lines into the radio show. I mean, any home improvement you need, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. Get started at Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The app and the website is free to use. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. If you like what you're hearing, why not try a StephCast subscription? Only $4.95 a month if you buy a year in advance. Go to stephaniemiller.com to find out how. I have uh, got to talk to our friend, Representative Ted Lieu, uh, congressional rock star, Twitter rock star, star of uh, stage and screen, sexy liberal, in fact. <laughs> yes. Um, Representative Ted Lieu, always a pleasure to say good morning, sir. Good morning, Stephanie. How are you? I Well, I'm fine. I asked before you got here how you work with these What's the word to use <laughs> for Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and I, I don't know, Madison Cawthorn. I, I just, you know, Congressman, I, I sincerely mean this, that I don't know how you work with a party that does not appear to be a governing party of any kind anymore. They do not appear to believe in the rule of law anymore. Um, I, I just even just yesterday's antics with. Marjorie Taylor Greene screaming at Liz Cheney and Jamie Raskin. And, you know, I, I guess we got, what, nine Republicans only to vote to uphold subpoenas. Um, talk to us about just your general impression of yesterday. Radical Republicans are dangerous. Uh, it's clear to me that Marjorie Taylor Greene has anger management and control issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you look at what's happening Republican base, they're becoming radicalized. And that's why it's so important that we simply have to beat them at the polls next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's talk about voting rights, though, because that's obviously, I mean, you've been talking about it and tweeting about it. You said uh, the Freedom of Vote Act will restore the promise of democracy for all Americans. The Senate must pass this legislation to protect the fundamental right to vote and the dominance of dark money in politics. Stop partisan gerrymandering. Our democracy is at stake. I mean, I think a lot of our base is really concerned about that, that I agree with you. The only thing to do is to is to vote, but you know I, there's a lot of concern about them letting us vote. Where do you, do you think there is any chance of a carve out on the filibuster for voting rights in the Senate? That does depend on a couple U.S. senators who happen to be Democrats. I do think there is a chance. The good news is that every Democrat supports the Freedom of Vote Act, including Senators Manchin, Cinema. We gave Senator Manchin some time to try to round up 10 Republican votes to break the filibuster. Uh, That did not happen. So hopefully Senator Manchin now looks at the situation and concludes that the right to vote is so fundamental that he'll make an exception to the filibuster. That's what we're working on right now. Oh, boy. I hope so. Um, Well, speaking of which, I... (laughs) 
I guess we should, since you brought uh, Senator Manchin up, um, obviously there's been a lot of reporting that he's threatened to leave the Democratic Party. He said that didn't happen. Then he sort of yesterday said, oh, well, he did talk about that. I mean, and yesterday's reporting is pretty, I guess there was a um, discussion between Senator Sanders and Senator Manchin. And uh, Manchin apparently, according to John Tester, said, Joe Manchin said, I'm comfortable with nothing. In terms of the infrastructure bill, um, Chris Coons, who was also in the room, said Manchin said we shouldn't do it at all and that the three and a half trillion dollar proposal will contribute to inflation. Um, he said we already passed the American Rescue Plan. We should just pass the infrastructure bill and, you know, pause for six months, which, of course, as you know, is mm-hmm. not OK with congressional uh, Democrats, particularly the progressives. Um, Coons said significant progress was made in the meeting despite the tension between Manchin and Sanders. I, You know, I want to believe that. Ted, I'm a, I'm a natural, naturally optimistical person, as you know. <laughs> but um, it, Coons and Tester both said they remain hopeful. Democrats will agree on the, the figure for reconciliation by the end of Thursday. But then Manchin said this isn't going to happen anytime soon. I mean, this is so stress-inducing <laughs> for all of us. I can't imagine what it's like for you. What do you take from all this? I've always believed that in politics, everything seems impossible until it happens. Right. And so it's hard to know with the reporting all over the place exactly what uh, individual senators think or what they may have said. And individual senators also could change their minds from day to day. So I wouldn't put too much stock in the day-to-day news articles as long as Senator Manchin is still talking to the White House, which he is, and they're talking extensively. I I do think we will get to a deal uh, pretty soon and i do think both bills will get to president biden's desk ah okay you've made me happy <laughs> um but let's talk about the uh, the, the subpoena and contempt. well i, I just want to add i, I yeah. sort of actually understand that uh, this is also critical to the entire biden presidency yeah. and that itself is critical to making sure we don't become an authoritarian state and so he also understands that democracy at stake well, and so and I think he will work hard to get these two bills across to the I, president's desk. I hope so, Representative. I mean, there still is a we the people. I know he's under a lot of uh, pressure. Activists were there at his houseboat, you know, saying, don't sink the party's agenda. Who will you throw overboard now? I know that uh, veterans, several veterans just resigned from uh, Senator Sinema's um, yeah, advisory board over, you know. I, so I, I think, you know. I think it is. It, it, I think it's just hard for all of us to believe that that you know two people can torpedo what I don't know in polling seventy to eighty percent of the American people want. Absolutely, the Build Back Better agenda is extraordinarily popular, uh, from universal preschool to tax credits for families with children to elder care and workforce development. Everything uh, in that act is extraordinarily popular, and so hopefully the two senators will. Um, take that into account. Yeah. So you, speaking of the uh, contempt subpoena, you had tweeted about um, your, I, I believe it's your bill, you said, well, first of all, you said we can't allow individuals to disobey congressional subpoenas without consequences. So you have inherent contempt um, uh, legislation. Tell us about that. Thank you. Let me first say we should take a step back and ask the question, well, what is Steve Bannon hiding, right? right. Of, of all the witnesses, he is the only one that is simply ignoring the congressional subpoena. And we can't have that happen function as a democracy. If we can't enforce our congressional subpoenas, it's totally meaningless. So I'm very pleased the House on a bipartisan basis held him in contempt. I urge the Department of Justice to take this case and to prosecute it. 
My fear is that even if the Department of Justice takes the case and prosecutes it, what will happen is Steve Bannon will just litigate this the way that Don McGahn litigated uh, the subpoena case, and then two years later there will be a decision. No. My inherent contempt bill would result in an immediate fine to witnesses who ignore congressional subpoenas of up to $100,000. And yeah, sure, they'll litigate that too, but they know at the end of the day, if they lose, they're on the hook for $100,000. So that right. flips the burden and puts a huge incentive on witnesses to comply. Yeah, I, I agree with you. You just tweeted Congress should not need to depend on another branch of government to enforce our subpoenas, period, full stop. I say by any means necessary, use all the tools you have. This- OMG, I am so excited about our new sponsor, Cook Unity. These are ready-cooked meals. You want to know my first six? Grilled mahi-mahi with oyster mushrooms and steamed rice. <gasps> Vegan rigatoni pesto. Four cheese ravioli with cherry tomatoes and spinach. Hang on. Climate-friendly chickpea and quinoa bowl. Classic salad nichois. Lemon-baked tilapia. I don't have time to cook these you just pop them in the microwave bam you're done go to cookunity.com slash liberal you will not believe the quality and the the, the quantity of different uh, choices that you have whatever you need vegan paleo pescatarian gluten-free whatever you love they have a delicious dish cook unity is the first chef to you service delivering locally sourced meals from award-winning chefs right to your door every week and it's cheaper than other delivery options so delicious and no cooking required i love that on work nights for me go to cook unity slash liberal or enter the code liberal before checkout for 50% off your first week. That's 50% off your first week by using the code liberal or going to cookunity.com slash liberal. This has just become a, um, like former President Trump representative, in my opinion, they just become a lawless party. They're just, uh, again, as I was saying, not a governing party. I, we've, we learn that over and over again every day, don't we? Absolutely. And when the former president issued a statement yesterday saying that the insurrection was on November 3rd, not January 6th, that tells you where the Republican base is. They no longer believe in democracy. Yeah. Um, speaking of the <clears throat> people you serve with, um, <laughs> you had some thoughts on this. I, I just, Madison Cawthorn, just take a listen and then we'll get your reaction. Our culture today is trying to completely demasculate all of the young men in our culture. I mean, you, you can look at the testosterone levels in young men today and they are lower than throughout all of history. And what? there's a lot of reasons for this that we can get into later. But my friends, they're trying to demasculate the young men in this country because they don't want people who are going to stand up. What? And so I'm telling you, all of you moms here, the people who I said were the most vicious in our, uh, in our movement, if you are raising a young man, please raise them to be a monster. Raise... That's horrifying. Yeah. Ted, you uh, tweeted more evidence that the Naval Academy was right in rejecting Madison Cawthorn, who lied about getting accepted by the Academy. America is an exceptional nation precisely because we don't raise monsters. Um, I just feel like there could, there, not in our history has been a starker difference between the parties. Don't you think? You may have seen that Madison Cawthorn earlier had released a video of him punching a tree. Mm-hmm. Yes. And... Yes. That is sort of his view of, of what people should be doing. And my view is uh, we should not be raising monsters. Uh, we should be telling uh, our kids and our children that America is an exceptional nation precisely because we're not raising monsters. And what was even more horrifying was not only did he say that, but the people in the room cheered mm-hmm. after he said that. Yeah. Um, let's look at, uh, you t- You pointed out on Twitter, jobless claims fall again to a new t- pandemic low. Uh, Jen Psaki echoed you on uh, 
Twitter, you know, Kevin McCarthy's responding to Kevin McCarthy's latest ridiculous attack on the economy. She said, let's do facts instead. Under uh, Joe Biden, job growth is up 10 times over the end of the Trump McCarthy economy. Uh, Unemployment claims down 60 percent plus and five million more people are back to work. If the Republican leader wanted to help our economy, he would support our bill to invest in ports, roads, bridges and jobs. Um, And you also made a great point, Representative, on Twitter. You said the huge number of job openings across America exposes the racist lie that immigrants are somehow taking away jobs. Immigration grows our economy and is America's strength. As Reagan stated, we draw our people, our strength from every corner in every uh, country in the world. Um, You know, there is this myth that they're trying to create about job, about worker shortages, right? Uh, Absolutely. Now we know that the whole anti-immigrant hysteria of their Republican base was never about taking away jobs. It was just straight-up racism. You notice they don't say that anymore about taking away jobs. They've now simply focused on, well, they're just replacing us, quote-unquote us, even though we're all Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so they've just gone straight to race. And now we expose the lie that this was always about racism. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, real quick, as we turn to, obviously, we're in some exciting time about right booster shots and uh, uh, vaccine shots for kids uh, almost being available. Um, you just tweeted, the lack of a concern by Republican colleagues for the safety of teachers, school officials, school board members is dangerous, disgusting, and utterly shameful. Um, I thanked A.G. Merrick Garland for seeking to protect Americans from violence. Um I will give you, he has a lot on his plate, but, you know, that is one good move because it's frightening, isn't it? What's happening at, at school board meetings, on flights, you name it. I was deeply disappointed in my own colleagues at the oversight hearing of Attorney General Garland where they went after him because he wanted to protect teachers and school board members from violence and threats of violence. And it was utterly shameful because they should be trying to protect the rule of law. Uh, My wife happens to be a school board member, and she's received deeply disturbing death threats. And for them to say that the Department of Justice should not be investigating these death threats uh, is outrageous. They should want to protect uh, Americans, whether they're school board members or whether they're teachers or uh, school officials. Yeah. Well, and also, you know, I'm reading the new report, obviously, the American Academy of Pediatrics that September was the worst month for child COVID infections. So to me, these vaccinations come in the nick of time. And it just is exhausting that we have to keep fighting the right wing on this, right, about getting your now that'll be the next wave of the fight is getting your kids vaccinated. So everybody else's kids are safe, right? Uh, the good news is when you look at the actions of people and the polling, the overwhelming majority of Americans support vaccines, they believe vaccines, and they think that the people uh, who are anti-vaccine simply um, are on their fringes, and that's what they are. They're on their fringes. Yeah. And if anyone is still not yet vaccinated, I urge them to talk to their doctor or, or read what doctors' organizations like the American Medical Association have said about vaccines. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, I think sometimes the media representative makes you, you know, they're focusing on these few anti-vax lunatics and you, you make it makes us think they're a majority when there's 80 percent of us right. are vaccinated now. And as you say, are for uh, vaccine mandates. Uh, absolutely. And then when you look at the number of people that say, oh, they're going to quit their job because of vaccine mandate. Right. Um, it's very few. United Airlines at like ninety nine point some percent compliance. Yeah. Other companies that have done this have had extremely high compliance and 
at the end of the day, people are going to do the right thing and protect themselves and their families. That is why I'm proudly flying uh, United Airlines to Madison, Wisconsin yes. today for Sexy Liberal uh, Madison. Would you, any minute, chance you want to do a last minute road trip? You are the, <laughs> a rock star of Sexy Liberal shows past, as you know. Oh, that is so nice of you. Uh, uh-huh. Please invite me to the next one. Yeah. All right. I'll bring you back some cheese. But still, <laughs> we will hopefully have you in the next L.A., sexy liberal. Congressman, thanks for uh, hanging in there, always fighting the good fight. And thanks for t- um, repeatedly just tweeting Trump lost. Yeah. Because I feel <laughs> yes. like there is a segment that needs to hear that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Congressman. Uh, always happy to tweet the truth. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thanks, Congressman. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. There Bye-bye. he goes. Representative Ted Lieu yeah. of the great uh-huh. state of uh, California, who apparently is not up for a quick road trip.